Hey dorks, just a quick message reminding you to head over to twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast and give us a follow. We live stream when we record our new podcast episodes and we're live streaming video game sessions on Saturday nights at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. We're playing super rad stuff like Among Us, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, Jackbox Games, and Tabletop Simulator. Come hang out and play along with us. That's twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. Mind Gap Podcast. Oh, yeah. I'll frump and dump all day. Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast, everybody. My name is Doug. I'm Justin. And we're back. It's another week. It's another day. It's another window into this life that you call your own. That's good. So get your hand out of your pants. Give it a sniff just in case. Make sure everything's on the up and up. Sour. And let's just ignore what he just said. Because (laughs) you, sir, need to scrub a little harder. Uh, do I? Yeah, if it's sour, let it dour. Are you going to try to rhyme the rest of the show? We're working on rhyming. We're working on rhyming with Natalie. When we sit down oh. to eat, she always goes, "What's? Let's do the rhyming game." I'm like, "All right, here we go." <laughs> so Natalie is basically working on her freestyle. She is, without a doubt. I'm, I'm like, into I, this. I'm like, all right, she should be ready to battle the next time I see her. You betcha. Just you give her any word and she'll rhyme. Like you say, chip. Fast. You go chip and she goes sandwich. She's got it. You know, she's, <laughs> she's on it. it. She's on it. Ah, she she's... does those slant rhymes. I like it. I, mm-hmm. I dig that. Okay. Yep. Oh, I'll say this much. Associative rhymes. Exactly what she does. She does word associations really well. Nice. I'll be like, all right, water. And she's like, duck. I'm like, no, but they are. <laughs> ducks are in water. It's like fish, shark. Cool. You know, we're getting there. You know, I, I consider yeah. that a that's an improv lane. Nice. I like it. You hear a word association, you're off. You're good. You know, I was like money. And she's like depressed. I'm like, okay. All right. We're yeah. getting there. You know, and you said boat. And she said. Damn, I didn't have a, a voice lined up for it, but depreciating asset. <laughs> there it is. It's just fine in your own voice, Doug. I that know. will is never it? get old in your own voice. That's true. Depreciating. I was like, what button do I push? What button Which do one? I push? Which, Which one do I do? Oh, that's the see. That's the hard part about having that kind of power at your fingertips yeah. is knowing which one to use when. Yeah, like I can set up keybinds to this if I really want to. And sure, get, and, and I'm sure really you big. will. But then I also have to make sure I turn it on. Some of these have background music and stuff with it. It's like, do you want the background? Do you not? Like, there's. Right. You gotta hold I got. I got to practice. I got to practice, man. I really do. So I what I'm saying, better. what I'm hearing is, we need to set aside a Saturday, and you and I need to spend conservatively eight hours going through different scenarios that we might run into during this podcast. Exactly, and okay. we can create our own on here, like our own. We can we can go and play what? with the settings. And make our own. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Guys, get ready. We're going to have another stream, and it's just called Doug and Justin Practice. Yeah, and it's going to be, boy, it if is. there's anything that's going to break records, it's going to be that one. Let me it's tell gonna you. It's going to be that. It's going to be that. 
It's going to be that. It's going to be that. Hey, yeah. guys, we're back. Well, I should say I'm back. It doesn't seem like we were interrupted, but we yeah. behind the scenes, there was a week off for us because I was on vacation. There was no there was no stoppage to your consumption of Mind Gap. Yes, I was I was off last week. I went on a nice little vacation. Uh, I feel refreshed, much needed, much needed for, for the whole family. It was absolutely wonderful. Um, it was great. It was very, very yeah. good. What was, the, what was the best part? Uh, ooh, what was the best part? I mean, we had waffles like almost every morning. That was pretty special. Yeah. That was really okay. awesome. That was really good. Uh, we had, there was That's a pool. That's easily considered the best part. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, there was a pool at the house that we rented. So like we got to swim every day. Natalie got to swim nice. every day. It was awesome. There was a, a hot tub. Or as Natalie likes to say, hot tub. Um, she literally says that. It throws me off every time. She's like, does she doing like a little like Eddie Murphy, James Brown impression? I don't know what she, she, she does it way better than I do. But like I was just driving home one day. I was like, hey, you know, the weather's not going to be super great next week. We may not be able to swim. Um, but you know what else we could do? She's like, what? Do you, do you know what else we could get in? She goes, get in the hot tub. And I'm like, what? She goes, hot tub, hot tub, hot tibbity tub. I'm like, what the fuck? This is Wait, awesome. Hot, yes. hot tibbity tub? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> and this became a thing. And I was like, this is amazing. And I was like, go home. And he's like, hey, I would get him. I go, hey, Natalie, what, what might we do? He's like, get in the pool. I go, but what if it's too cold? She's like, get in the hot tub. <laughs> So it goes, what just happened? I go, I know. I'm I, here too. <laughs> she's just started making this noise. I was like, this is incredible. I love it. I love everything about it. That is why you have a child yeah, right there. For those moments, it's it. like, what? Yeah. That and. Um, you had uh, beach access too, though, right? We did. We Well, yeah, I mean, we went to a beach and we went oh, okay. to the, uh, apparently the 10 minute walk access was uh, no longer available at that time. But we, well, went to the, we went to the Indiana Dunes, which was cool. Climbed a sand nice. mountain. Loki got a lot of experience seeing some deer, seeing some horses, seeing some turkeys, getting a tick. That was a real great one. Oh boy. Yes. How did you how did you find out uh, was was it just like non? Uh took her to the doctor today just for a checkup. They're like, hey, did you notice this? I'm like, notice what? No. I'm like right here under her on her neck. I'm like, no. And they're like, she's got a tick. I'm like, I'm a bad dad. I got it. Thank you. Um and uh, they took it off and they brought it back in like a vial of water. Yeah. And they were like, there it is. I'm like, okay, that's cool. I, I mean, I believe that you got it. Like, right. you don't have, am I supposed to put this on my mantle? What are we doing with this? And then when we were all done with everything, she got her shots and everything. And we're done. The nurse comes back in. She goes, um, so we're just going to destroy it. But um, did, did you want to, did you want to take it home? And I go, I'm assuming that because you're asking me this, that some people like to take it. And she goes, yeah. I go, nope, we don't need a keepsake. Seen plenty of ticks in my time. Don't need to keep it. I feel like I would need, I would have follow-up questions. I was Namely like, I don't want to know. I don't know. I want to know. People are like, look. Well, I mean, Justin, I mean, people keep a lot of strange things, you know? You know when you give birth and they you eat the placenta? Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes there's That's a jar. That's to nothing. I just wanted to know if you knew that. Yeah, I did. I did know that. I mean, sometimes there's a jar <laughs> in your mom's house full of right. scabs. You know, it's not a jar, Doug. It was a Ziploc bag. I'm sorry, a Ziploc bag <laughs> in an envelope addressed <laughs> to Santa envelope. Claus. <laughs> <laughs> you know, come the holiday time, I'm gonna have to redo the soundboard with like jingle bells and stuff. Yeah, don't worry, I got you. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. 
They never do. <laughs> I like I like the joyful Santa that uh, you know is also very much a doomsday guy. You know, <laughs> you're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. It's good stuff. That's how uh, that's how it should be. All right, uh, let's get to a little bit of housekeeping here. Um, so, as a reminder, as always, uh, don't forget you guys can follow us on Spotify if you don't already. Check us out there, amongst other places. Isn't there a new place that we are also justin yes like on on our podcast can be found on what is it ghana uh it doesn't matter maybe just, i don't just, know just google us and you'll find us we, we got added to some stuff you know i don't i truly don't remember slotty if you're on here and you can remember what that one was uh please tell me because i don't remember <laughs> yeah we got on a couple new places yeah uh Apparently, uh, some folks in India have started listening. One so of, shout yes, out one to of you the all. That we just got pushed to is one of the largest internet radio providers or audio uh, online audio providers to India. And so we just saw in our number, we just pushed there this last week, and we just got a giant upswing from listeners in India. So if we do have listeners in India, uh, welcome to Mind Gap Podcast, and we are very uh, excited to have you. Uh, I don't typically like to do this while we're recording, but this seems uh, like it works. So uh, someone's so requested. As you, as you cue this up, let me go ahead and <laughs> yeah, uh, go ahead. yes. If you watch on Twitch, you can uh, gain points and you can redeem them. So Doug set one of the things to redeem something in Thanos speech. Jared would like this said in Thanos speech. You put the limes and the coconut and mix it all up. Thank you for redeeming You're that. You're welcome. <laughs> that You're welcome. <laughs> uh, someone actually did request uh, earlier, too, uh, a word band. Yeah, a word it, was, band. it was for Mind Gap Podcast, and uh, it was only for five minutes. I feel like we've, we've hit that mark, so thank you. <laughs> Great. Uh, and it was called uh, Dalvik. 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 Dalvik, yes. So there you go. if you have access to the Dalvik app, please download it and listen to Mind Gap Podcast on that app. And to all those who are listening to us on Dalvik or in the uh, region of India, welcome. We're happy to have welcome. you. Yes. Welcome. Very we much love, so. We love our international listeners. Yes. Jared, chief among them. Yes. Jared runs the fan club for the international branch of Mind Gap. Yes, that's true. That's a thing. Yeah. You could be a part of it. Yep. For all just... you have to do is a low, low finder's fee of $3,000. You beat me to it. You beat me to it. That's all it is. If you worked at the Simon desk, you get that joke. If yeah. you didn't, then you don't get that joke. Then moving fuck on. Fuck you. All right, yeah. moving on. Uh, as always, we've got our merch at teespring.com slash store slash the number two, the letter E, the number eight. We've got all sorts of goodies in there, so feel free to check that out. Also, uh, you know, it, it was technically two weeks ago at this point, but uh, we, we hosted a whole night of Among Us on Twitch, and Justin was there. I stopped by. He stopped by. And we had a heck of a time. Um, Justin, well, for those of you who don't know what Among Us is, first of all, it's a game that's blowing up. Like, there's memes of it everywhere, all over the place. It's incredible. But it's essentially a game of deception where uh, there's people, you're on a spaceship or a space station. Uh, there's a, anywhere between one and three people that are imposters. They look just like everyone else. And they attempt to kill off 
or sabotage uh, the the regular crewmates, and the crewmates try to figure out who the imposters are. And it's a really fun game that usually ends with people yelling at each other and throwing people out of airlocks, and it's so much fun. It was a it's a really really good time, and this game is absolutely blowing up right now on Twitch. On Saturday night, I looked, there were two hundred and fifty streams. That had two hundred fifty thousand. Excuse me, two hundred fifty thousand streams. Two hundred fifty is low, but still, yeah. two hundred. It was like the top thing that was up there, like was among us. So I was very happy to see that because this is a game that we started tinkering with back in March and April. Yeah. So to see it just like so much yeah. so that the company that was going that made it was going to make a sequel but they they've paused that because they're like everyone loves this game so much we're going to take what we're going to do in a sequel we're going to put it into right. this one so just develop the thing that everyone already fucking loves yeah exactly smart moves yeah so which um, is pretty exciting yeah, we, if what did was when we did justin plays video games for that was that like around it was near the beta launch wasn't it i'm not sure like i don't know where the beta and stuff came out but i mean it's it was at that time it was relatively unknown unknown to me which doesn't mean yeah. shit i don't follow that stuff really well but i remember like we played it a couple of times we had a good time we sort of put it in the back burner for a while put it on the shelf and then we i noticed that some of our you know clips from that playing that were like got some views on youtube and i'm yeah. like why is why is this like one of the top viewed things and then I, it dawned on me that because it was getting popular people were just sort of consuming some content so right. which was kind of exciting um that's cool but yeah, we had a great time. I had an awesome time, and it was so great having you there um, to join us, as always. It's fun. I don't. I don't often get to join in on the uh, on the games, uh, partially by choice, partially because I'm busy. But uh, when when I do, it's always a, it's it's fun to to drop in. It's a it's its whole own little ecosystem, and I love dropping into it. Yeah, it was great. A lot of people were murdered. Um, a lot of people fucked yes. up royally. You know, Slotty and- said it was it was nice knowing who would die first. I. Uh, I'm not great at video games. I'm going to start there. <laughs> and this uh, Saturday stream proved just that. I, I was the first person that the imposter found. And I think just about every game I played, except the one where I was the imposter. It was um, it was very entertaining. Um, Something special. Because especially at one point you died so many times. I was the imposter and I was right next to you and I didn't kill you for like 30 seconds because I'm like, right. I don't want to do it, man. Like, I, but eventually I was like, I've got to do something here. So I killed you. And I was like, right. I feel bad. I feel bad because now he's dead. And then the best part was like, when you were the imposter, like you were alive and everyone's like, wait a minute, Justin's alive. He might be the imposter. <laughs> and you were. <laughs> and that's the shitty thing about that game is that the minute you have, you, it really like, there's no poker face in that game. Like your yep. hand is well exposed. Yeah. Because if you've got a streak like I had, there's no getting around that. You my can't favorite. Just go, yeah. Oh, I've uh, I've been I've been hiding really well now. My favorite part was um, one of the very early games. Uh, I think it was Noah and I were both the imposter, and I'd hopped an event and I'd gone to another room, and uh, married with gaming was there, and. I was like, I was waiting because I just wanted to make sure everything was cool. I'm like, oh, he's by himself. I popped out of the vent and it's like, I'm running, I'm running. And I'm literally like a foot away. And then someone reports a dead body. And I was like, <laughs> I just sat there like, he goes, uh, yeah. So I saw Doug pop out of the vent and come running towards me. And I was, I had no defense. I was like, 
I could have been like, I just saw him pop out of a vent because there was no one else there. Right. But I, I my only thing I could have, I was like, do you, did you have an alibi for what you were doing? I was doing Anyone want to, do you want to re refute that? I, was, I had nothing. I was like, I don't yeah. know, man. I fucked that one up bad. But it was very that funny. Would, that's where I would probably just lean into it. And I would try to like, I would, I would try to know a Reno. Him, like or or Justin Stralin him where I just go fuck that dude I saw you pop out of the vent don't try to throw me under the bus exactly I would, I would lean into it so fucking hard probably too hard and I would convince everyone that I was the imposter yeah it was it was a really good time uh, Jared had some great moments too where he was uh, just super violent out in the open <laughs> and everyone saw it and he goes I don't know what you're talking about like dude you were in the middle of the hallway with everyone we watched you decapitate <laughs> someone he's like ah! was with me it's like what are you doing like bad timing you know it's totally bad timing uh, yeah. it was a good time was, so the one yeah. time i was the imposter i did i we we slow played it and i can't remember who was the imposter with me but it finally got to the point where three of you were in the room together and i just kind of went ah eh, fuck it <laughs> just killed one of you and all of you were like well i think it's obvious what just happened there yeah those are fun moments it's very yeah. fun too uh, especially because it's, it's a fun fucking game, man. It really is. Yeah. And Married with Gaming was playing with his wife, and he was taking. They were having fun murdering each other as they sat in the same room. So it was very, yeah, it was very good. So she pulled a really good one though, where she was the imposter and she murdered someone and, and played the I don't know what I'm doing card. That's the hardest thing about that hook, game. Line and sinker. Hardest Everyone thing about that game. game is the new people. I don't yeah. know how to play. Right. I don't know what this is. I'm like, you get one round. You get one game of that, and after that, <laughs> nope, yeah. nope. That's never again. There it is. There it is. So uh, I'm looking forward to uh, playing that again, but I'm also super excited for this Saturday. What you got going on, Doug? This Saturday, October the 3rd, we're dusting off an oldie but a goodie. We're, I have re-downloaded... <laughs> Left for Dead 2, and we are booting that bad boy up, and several of the folks, the fans, and myself are going to be playing uh, this game, which I, I mean, it's like 10 years old, this game. They just, the fans of the game put together this massive update to the game, a massive patch, and it's get, it gets, it has so much shit in it, and I have been playing it a little bit. And boy, the memories have just been rushing back. And I'm like, I am so fucking pumped to play this. And uh, I, uh, I'm i excited because we're also going to play Versus. I'm not typically a Versus guy, but Versus in this game is the goddamn best. Because you get to play as the infected zombies and try to kill the survivors. And it's phenomenal. Yeah. So This, uh, game, this game gives me the jumps whenever I play it. Yeah. Uh, Slotty... God bless him is, you know, he's gone through a couple sessions. I'm showing him the ropes and uh, he's like, you know, I don't typically like first person shooters and I also don't like scary games. So uh, this is the worst of all worlds. Uh, but I'll say this much. He's pretty good as the infected. He's getting better and he's he's a little he's a little shenanigans little guy. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. So that's this Saturday, October 3rd, 8 p.m. Central Time at twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. Come hang out playing one of my all-time favorite games, Left 4 Dead 2. 
we got some folks, and uh, I think it's it was free over the weekend to play, and it was on a sale for two bucks. But I think it's nine ninety nine right now on Steam. That's a goddamn steal. Like ten bucks, you've got an amazing game. If you want to pick it up and play with us, come hang out. You can come hang with us. It's gonna be a hoot and a half, as they it's say. A hoot and a half. Hoot, hoot, hoot. Um, so I'm very excited. I'm I'm fucking pumped. So fucking pumped. So excited. Um, a hoot and a half would be. I think that's what a hoot and a half is. I did a, ho- a half and a hoot. You did a half and a hoot, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, not exactly. to be confused with a half and a hoot. No, not to be confused with that. It's totally different. It's got a different cadence yes. to it. Um, <laughs> but what things you learn in Missouri? Mm, there's a lot of bad things you learn. Um, <laughs> but speaking of Missouri and rural things and my vacation, one of my favorite things that I did over vacation was I had a lot of free time to myself in which I got creative. I spent a lot of time writing some story elements for my Dungeons and Dragons group. Um, And uh, it was real exciting to be coming up with some plot lines and I might be doing some own, my own homebrew stuff. Um, But, you know, thinking about that being just so, I don't know, balls deep in Dungeons and Dragons these days, um, there was this interesting article uh, that, talked about how some very very smart people are trying to teach artificial intelligence to actually be their own dungeon masters and and be to be able to play Dungeons and Dragons to be able to try not to burp in a mic like I did and essentially try to teach it to be creative and to tell stories in an organic way they're like you know forget chess forget go we want to teach AI to do Dungeons and Dragons to like take that next step forward towards being creative. What is Go? It's one of the oldest strategic games out there. Um, you've probably seen it. It almost looks it's like a circular board. It's got uh, black pieces and white pieces. I've played it, I think, once or twice, but it's yeah. a very like strategic game. It's 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 very difficult to master. So they've taught AI how to do both of those and to win. So that is definitely an cool. achievement. But this is the next uh, this is the next evolution of that, which you know we've also talked about in some other aspects, yeah. which is how do you get AI to the next stage, which is someone presents you with information, now you tell a story based on that. Right. Which is pretty phenomenal. I think it's a great litmus test for uh, how, how you're doing with your AI development. Because you, you always talk about that, uh, you know, like how do you, like what qualifies true artificial intelligence? At what point does it stop becoming pre-programmed and it starts becoming free thinking? Or, or, or how, like what is that point to where it crosses the threshold and you're like, now we're on to some real shit. And I, I, I guess I'd never really considered, because we've talked, like people have done AI writing screenplays or AI writing songs or something like that. But to write something as vast, I feel like Dungeons and Dragons being a DM is even more um, fleshed out than uh, than even writing a screenplay because a screenplay you've still got a beginning, middle, and end. A Dungeons and Dragons, there is, I mean, talk. It's choose your own adventure on crack. Like there is so many different ways that you can take it and what you can throw at people, and it's it's just an insane amount of of world building. So if you can if you can program something that can 
successfully do that without making, without creating uh, <laughs> fucking insane, uh, you know, insane things that like anything that can do it in a very cohesive way. I think like that, that would be, to me, that would be the ultimate litmus test. Well, for starters, um, I would love to play D and D with that AI that could do that because I mean, you can just play whenever you want, right? That's amazing. Like you have this thing that can essentially do what a human does and it can just create stuff on the fly. It would be so much fun to just be like, let's see where this goes. But you know, as I've dipped my toes into the DMing in the Dungeons and Dragons world, um, it takes a lot of prep work. I, I, I probably spend too much time with it. Um, but because I'm still new to it, I, I want to make sure that I'm fully prepared for the sessions and I do a lot of stuff. But as far as like story goes, I'm using what's called a source book. It's a pre laid out story in a campaign because I don't have a whole lot of confidence in doing my own yet because I'm afraid I'm going to murder players because I'm going to make something too hard. Like, yeah, 18 guys, they can handle that, right? And then like murder. I was like, shit, I ruined it. You guys are all dead. Um, that just means they're not good enough, Doug. Apparently not, you know. Because uh, I've heard so many horror stories about just bad DMs who like are in it to win. Like they they yeah. they they either want to just tell their story, their story that they've written is so important they don't give a fuck about what the players want to do. The players are like, oh, I want to do this. They're like, no, you can't do that. Like this is what right. we're gonna do. I've heard horror stories about dungeon masters yep. who intentionally try to murder a specific player, right. and then the dice doesn't go their way, and it's just like, what are you trying to do? You're trying to murder this guy. It's like because you don't like them or whatever. I mean, there's just horror you're, story after horror story you're afraid you're gonna turn into a skeleton king exactly like yeah. that's 100 percent what it is and i realized from reading these stories that there's just people you know you talk about having power and how it corrupts people mm-hmm. dungeon master has a lot of that power and i go. mean they literally can determine whether a character lives or dies and uh, i don't want to play like that because if you kill off all your people and they don't want to play with you you no longer have a game that's but there's also true. a saying called uh, no D and D is better than bad D and D. So, sure. um, <laughs> cause things are so bad. The same, they're like, I have the same philosophy about bacon. Yeah. Right. No bacon's better than bad bacon. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> no, scratch that. Bad bacon is better than no bacon. <laughs> I got confused. You did. I'm thinking about bacon. You are. Continue. And that's okay. <laughs> so they're um, saying that okay, no no D and D is better than so they're saying that fuck fuck bad D and D it is so bad that we'd rather not even play the fucking game because again huh. I've heard countless stories I've gone down these rabbit holes of like listening to you know I think there's like a Reddit you know that's like D and D horror stories you know where they I guarantee just, that's a Reddit where people just talk about the horrific experiences and I've just seen story after story and I got to the point where I'm like I can't listen or watch this stuff anymore because it's so toxic and evil that it just it puts me in a really bad mood but a part of me it's like watching you know confrontation videos on youtube or something it's like this poison that's injected into you. you're like i gotta see more yeah but it makes you feel it feels horrible you're like who's doing this shit like why is this happening i mean i'll, I'll give you a quick one and this is brutal Please. this is absolutely brutal give possible possible trigger warning here for folks i'm going to put it out there i feel like it ends in a right way but so they these people were at a um a game store and they were doing what's called a one shot which is essentially it's it's a one session game it's not like a multi-week or a year-long campaign it's like you do it in one session it's probably three or four hours well so time out. these can go year long oh yeah there's some people that have played campaigns for well over two three years they just keep going 
my stomach just nodded a little. I'm not gonna mm. lie to you. Yeah, man. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah baby. Um, so there was this guy, and he was there with his friend, who was who was a woman, and um, as they go to the table to sort of like play, they're playing with people they don't know. There was this other guy. We'll call him Creepy Joe. Uh, Creepy Joe sees the woman and is like really upfront and like being gross to her. Can we call him Creepy Don? All right, Creepy Don. So Creepy Don is like, ha, you, you're pretty or whatever. He's just being very overtly gross like right, to this right. to this woman. She's like, hey, okay, trying to be nice. So they, they start their characters. They're in a tavern. They're doing stuff. And this guy's character starts really hitting on this girl and her character like really bad. And then he does a horrible thing where he uses his character to borderline sexually assault this other person's character. He basically oh, goes, I uh, take her behind the bar. And the guy who's telling the story is like, he turns to the dungeon master. He's like, hey, um, are you going to let this happen? He's like, hey, man, it's all about the dice. If he rolls and he gets it, he gets it. It's like, what the fuck? Like, so the guy rolls well and he takes her. And he's like pushing her up against a post. Just horrible things are happening. So then this guy who's playing a half orc goes, all right, two can play this game. So he's role playing as his characters. Like he comes up and grabs Creepy Don's character. And he goes, "Hey, are you cheating on me?" And his character's like, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Oh no, no, no! You don't don't play it with me. We have a thing together, and you're cheating on me with this girl." He's like, "No, I don't think so." And the guy's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I roll to see if I can force this guy up against the post." The DM's yeah. like, "DM goes, no, no." He goes, "You said the rolls count. It's all about the rolls." The guy's like, "Fine." He rolls. He gets the guy, he posts him up against the post, he's like, all right. And then he starts describing what he does to it, and everyone just packs up their shit and leaves. <laughs> I'm very into that. That I feel like that did end the right way. Yeah. I do think that the DM should have called it the oh, minute yeah. that they started to be some sort of a sexual assault. Yeah. That is not okay. Again. But, uh, uh, but kudos to the guy uh, who was just like, all right, you know what? If this is what we're in, then fuck you. We're going to do this. Yeah, he's like, cool. You want to ruin it? I'll ruin it for you too, motherfucker. Like... <laughs> But what I mean, th there's just a bunch of yahoos. Oh, Justin just made the that's my fetish face. <laughs> I wish I could see Slotty because I kind of want to know what that face was. <laughs> but there's just was, countless. Was the... <laughs> oh, oh, baby. Yeah, was that it? Yeah. Wolfslore said, uh, A, there's people who have ran the same campaign for a decade. And also, as someone who's DM for years, I wouldn't allow that shit at all. I absolutely would have been squashed second one. Same thing, man. Like, yeah. People yeah. try to think that they can like it's but it's my character. It's what my character would do. It's like no 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 no. This is still a safe environment. Go fuck yourself. If you're gonna make a character that's going to sexually assault other people, you get the fuck right. out of here. Uh, well, I don't know. Something horrible is gonna happen. The gates of hell will open beneath your character and pull them under. Well, they will suffer in the nine hells. That's what that's what I would do. I'd be like, cool. Like <laughs> you're dead. Right. Sorry. Roll I mean, another like character. We, we <laughs> talked about that in uh, was it a previous episode or was that just in in passing outside of the podcast where we talked about how uh, no it was with Noah we talked about AR and um, going into like virtual realms. Oh right, with VR like, right and the is, idea with of VR yeah well like what is like when does sexual assault become like yeah it's virtual so is it really but yes it is because you're making someone feel i feel like this is a, in the exact same vein as that conversation of like yeah. the dm it is the dm's responsibility to be like look you're purposefully being a fucking creep get the fuck out 
Yeah, you know? exactly. We're not going to roll for sexual assault success here. Like, we're not no. doing that. Like, right. no. No, that's not okay. And yeah, so, but anyway, I've seen just countless stories of people that have just, just, it, it just, it breaks my heart. A part of me, like, also wants to know what this is. So I'm like, don't ever make that mistake. Now, I don't think I ever would make that mistake, but there's just I certain would, things. I highly doubt that. I do get worried sometimes that I'm so caught up in how I want things to go that I may railroad people a little bit, but I feel like I've been good so far. I'm like, hey, you guys have made that decision. You guys have rolled. It's it's the way it's going to be. That's not how I envisioned it, but that's okay. Like, yeah. let it happen, you know? It's it's very much a an improv-based thing. Yes. Like, it, it very much tests that muscle that you have to work in improv, which is I have an idea of how I think this is going to go. Someone else throws a throws a curveball I've got to let that go and I've got to follow this curveball and see where the, where it takes us. Like that's 100%. You have to have, you have to have that ability. I'll give you a perfect example in the campaign I'm running now. Uh, Seth and these guys, they enter this like hideout and there's this evil wizard who's in there and they just happen to go in a secret tunnel entrance and they wandered to the point where they found a secret door that allowed them to sneak up on the bad guy like the boss, like immediately, like right away. And they immediately beat his ass. The guy didn't even get a hit off. They nice. swarmed him. They beat him. They tied him up. They interrogated him. And then they beheaded him. And I was like, huh, that's not how I saw this going down at all. But they did it. Like, right. everything worked out. I mean. You, right. You you designed this character, I'm sure, to, to be this, like, motherfucker who they were going to have to go up against. And they just took him to town. They did. And I was like, yeah. they did that. And that's cool because that's how their story unfolded. And there were still some cool moments, but I was like, that's not how I saw it going down. And uh, they were so close to not doing that too, but they just were like, now we're going to go this way. And they go in the room. I'm like, one of these guys is so perceptive. He can immediately see a hidden door without even having to roll for it. And I was like, they found it. And then they're like, let's go through it. I'm like, fuck. Like, (laughs) and then they open the door. This wizard's sitting in a chair. It's almost like they caught him shitting on a toilet. He just goes, Hey, they go attack. And I'm like, all right, roll for initiative. And they beat the shit out of him. Just beat the shit out of him. Let me ask you this. It's twice now been brought up in the chat, uh, that a bard has tried to, is a bard just like a fuck machine? You've seen the Witcher, right? Sure. You know, the guy who sings, you know, toss a coin to your Witcher dandelion. Oh, so he's a struggling musician. They're performers, which which equates. I just want to slay. They essentially are often played as these guys who are seducers, you know, that they just basically want to go and get laid all the time that they can charm people. Uh, They have abilities that allow them to provide inspiration to those around them and whatever. So they oftentimes play them as like, uh, fuck gods, you know, or they're like, I want to rule to seduce. It's like, mm, okay. Fuck gods. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I That's like a thing. that. That's a yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it has been, yeah. Slotty brought up, he said, my big question is how would the AI DM handle the bard that wants to seduce and fuck the dragon? And then Wolf's Lore says, that's also why I hate people who want to play the, I try to fuck everything bard. Yeah. And it just, it just interested me. I'm like, why, why is this bard so horny? Well, it just goes to show you that in everything that you do in life, any sort of hobby, there's going to be people that are really bad at it. And there's going to be people that are really good at it. Like there's some people that this is a challenging thing to do because you're, you're, it's acting. 
in a certain way and it's improv improv in a certain way and you have to be like well what would my character do and it's not necessarily about winning like one of my favorite uh, listening to the show critical role there was this part where they were in this cavern they're fighting these mer people and they were beating the shit out of the party but one of the characters is a goblin and to get to where those mer people were they had to get go into water and swim in a tunnel and come up the other side this goblin doesn't like water so he role played it as like ah i'm not going in and he didn't he he stayed out of the whole battle these other guys are getting the shit out of him and he's like i don't like Sorry, water yeah. and it's like what are you doing it's like it's what my character would do and i was like that's a good use of that it's not like how do i win this it's like well what's your character right. going to do you know right and you know in that situation where my group beheaded the wizard one of the guys didn't want that to happen but the guy that did it was like nah i gotta kill this evil guy and he did so you know oh there's another one wolf says i personally enjoy playing a lawful good paladin which is a trope character that people fuck up all the time all the time they basically play them as like the uber goody two-shoes person who constantly fights with anyone who doesn't agree with them and they're just absolutely annoying as shit it's just they're so obnoxious it's like no man they don't play any nuance into the characters they're evil like we have to kill everyone in this village it's like why because my character's evil i'm like but what's their motivation man like come on think about that like (laughs) so you're like give it a little daniel day lewis right not so much william scott yeah just like right just think think about it you know and that's hard to do right you put yourself in a vulnerable spot trying to think about what would I, what my character do based on these things, yada, yada, yada. Right. But that being said, I would like to see an AI try to recreate this. You know, I like to see the AI agreed <laughs> be able to, because what's cool about that is what's when well, I mean, we've all seen this, right? We've seen someone say, I've, I've fed 1000 pages of X, Y, and Z into this AI and they've spit out uh, two pages of script, you know, right for something and it's just absolute madness right right <laughs> it's well, pure I mean, insanity did you, did you see the other article that talked about the ai jesus yeah that one is also amazing the ai right. jesus writes bible inspired verse right so they they uh ai jesus produced passages totally more than thirty thousand words that may almost pass for anything but the real thing uh or let's see uh yeah basically they they said like uh they fed the entire text of the king james bible algorithms into this and it churned out dialogue in the style of the old testament here's the thing though some of the verses i don't know that i the the bible is written in such a way that i don't think i read through the ai verses and i was like yeah you know i could kind of see this being an actual bible (laughs) verse so let me it's all nonsense go for it it's all nonsense. Um, so King James Bible verse uh, has such following verses as be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. And the AI said, for I will fill the land which Lord thy God hath given thee a time to eat the force of the Lord of hosts. Again, <laughs> It's nonsense, but is it? <laughs> that is hilarious to me because that is, because I, I, I can read, you know, the first one from the King James right. Bible, and it's like it has, you see symbolism, you right. see a point, you know, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, sinking whom he may devour. Like, that makes sense. Then you read, for I will fill the land. 
which the Lord thy God hath given thee a time to eat the force of the Lord of hosts. It's like, or is that like a bad anime translation? <laughs> power and godly and have power and godly and have commanded the children of the world and will set my face against thee and thou shall be called the people. <laughs> I mean, I am not in any way, shape or form. A, a biblical person i don't know because you can read that it's like yeah it sounds like something from the bible but the idea of and slotty said it is you know uh and will set my face against thee and thou shalt be called the people i just imagine him right. smushing his face and going like Your people eh, people <laughs> come people. over here i mean it's just like licking them going people mine meh. People, mine. <laughs> all right, let's try this a different way. All right, I'm, I'm gonna yeah. try. I'm gonna try reading this again. Here we go. All right. For I will fill the land which the Lord thy God hath given me a time to eat the force of the Lord of hosts. I mean, that sounds pretty cool, right? I mean that makes me want to hear the Bible read by Thanos. Yeah, right? I mean, if Thanos gets an, it. If there was an audible book done <laughs> where Thanos reads the King James Bible, I would 100% subscribe to Audible or at least do the seven-day free trial just to get that book. It'd be like, uh... <gasps> seven-day free trial. Coincidence? I think not. No. I mean, it can and be... And on the seventh day... The Lord listeneth to Thanos read his words. I would love to see uh, or hear Thanos read uh, Fox and Socks, you know, by Dr. Seuss, just going through those tongue-tied nonsense words. That book fucking sucks to read. I hate that book. I want to just get you, it's like... Doug has never been a big uh, Dr. Seuss fan. No, he hates the Jews. That's facts. So... Um, well, before we before we actually move on, I did want to. Uh, we had uh, I, th I don't know if we talked about it or if we had said we wanted to talk about it too, but this goes hand in hand with um, AI script writing as well. Yes, and like what what are your thoughts on that? Because well, again, I think the world of D and D building, from my minimal knowledge of it, I have not had a ton of time with it, but it is incredibly that i would i would liken that to trying to build not just a screenplay but a franchise of screenplays in one sitting yeah well here's the thing i'm always curious about it at the end of the day like because i want to see what's possible with technology that's always where i go to where I, i'm i'm I almost immediately, my resting point is like, let's see what happens kind of situation. But this also is just seems like a lazy tactic by the movies studios at the end of the day. They're like, oh, we'll agree. just have this thing right for it. Read what's trending, you know, search what's trending through the Google sphere and things like that. Let's look at current events. Let's see what we can have this thing generate uh, to that. We could then just sort of produce and put out there. And yeah. it's, it seems like the death of creativity in my mind. I fully agree. What I what my point was though, I was trying to for myself and anyone who's not in into D and D, I was trying to kind of equate it to like screen screenplay yeah. writing. While hard is, I would think that getting AI to write a D and D campaign is 
like exponent. That'd be the to me. That's the equivalent of writing like a franchise of screenplays all in one. Like D and D stuff. Like that's huge. Much easier to write a screenplay. But at the same time, I uh, I, I would I, I fully agree that it's a terrible idea to do it. Like Hollywood already gets shit on for not having great ideas, and there are a ton of writers out there who are not working right now. <laughs> you know, like there's a lot of people you can tap into. Yeah, I don't know. I'm curious to see. You know, because I mean, we also heard about AI writing news articles, right? Like that—that's a thing now. Did where we it could, hear about that? I, I've heard about that for a long time, where the AI like can just that, scan what's going on, get the facts, and then it can auto-produce articles and just which I wouldn't mind if it just produced the facts. <laughs> it should take that bias out of it. That's very true. If right. it was just straight facts, like this happened right. and this happened, and this person was quoted saying this, and this is the article, I'd be like, I'd be okay with that. Just right. you know, straight up. But tell me, you know, do you really be, want to love me forever? Oh, yeah, oh, oh. yeah. Is something something? Or are you? I don't know. I don't are you stroking words. out right now? I don't know the words. In real time? I are thought we watching I, this happen? I thought I knew. Do I need to call Jill? Who's that's not who's who sings that? Debbie Gibson comes to mind. It's not Debbie it's Gibson. It's not Jill. Are you okay? Do you smell Who sings toast? that song? Paula Abdul. That's what it is. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Slotty. Slotty's like Paula Abdul, goddammit. <laughs> Thank you, Slotty. Yes. I had it first. You no, did. But uh I <laughs> where where were we even on this? <laughs> AI write screenplays. Yes, but oh news articles. We were on the news <laughs> articles. Jesus Christ on the cross. Um don't go back to that. <laughs> it's true. For always forward. <laughs> always um, forward. No, I think uh AI writing news articles, it, it we I, I feel like we're almost seeing that right now, uh, because most of the articles you you read, especially the breaking news articles, they're all they're all I mean, they're all pull, pulled from the same source. Right. Yeah. Like 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 the AP or something, some central hub writes something. And then all of these other sources pull that information. And if you go and look at like eight different breaking news articles, when when it happens, all of them have almost the exact same verbiage throughout. The, that's true. Throughout all eight articles. And it seems as though there is like a, just a bot that's just kind of calling this information, like just presenting it to everyone. Yeah. You know, I would just worry like how, I guess if it's just analyzing facts and putting those on a page, but there's something that still feels like I wouldn't trust it. I don't know if that's the, the cynic in me or what, but I just still don't feel like I would, trust it to not be manipulated you yeah. know i i agree like it depends like is this thing very truly just an ai or is it something that um you know um is manipulated to do different things i just don't trust most of that stuff anymore so i mean yeah it's not good it is not good something else that wasn't good rise <laughs> of the <laughs> something else that was not good at all was Rise of the Skywalker. <laughs> Let me try that again. Rise of the Skywalker. Um, That's actually pretty good. Thank you. Um, it was uh, a movie that happened. It came, it went, and uh, I was most displeased with it. But 
Um, something else I'm most displeased with is uh, the website Screen Rant. Not a fan at all. Don't like the I'm site. Not, I'm not going to lie. I went back and read the whole article mm-hmm. that we're about to talk about, and the TLDR section that they do is technically as long as the article. It's dog it's shit, too. pictures. Yeah. And it's, fuck that. It's like, here's a sentence, and here's a sentence, and here's a sentence. Right. These are things. I'm like, ah, it's gross. But I don't, I don't like it's Screen scary. Rant because they do very clickbaity titles, and you click on it, and it's just it's just reeks of desperation to get people to go to their site, and I can't stand it. It's very frustrating. But I couldn't resist with their headline, Rise of Skywalker's Han scene should have been Hayden Christian's Anakin. To which I was like, all right. Tell me more. You fuck sticks, tell me more. So, <laughs> the, uh, and who wrote this? James Hunt uh, posits. Son of Mike. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Uh, son, son of Mike. That's all we say. Um, they were saying that, in the in spoiler alert, in this movie, uh, Kylo Ren is dealing with being part of the dark side or whatever he is. And he's visited at a, a very pivotal moment by a vision of his dad, Han Solo. And this article posits that it would have been more powerful if Anakin had showed up. And I was like, okay, tell me more about this. And because what they were saying is there was, first of all, like a parallel. Well, Jerba says story-wise it should have been Anakin. In the real world, that was Harrison doing something for Carrie. Yeah, probably. Probably right. Um, story-wise, it would have made perfect sense, right? Because you have also Luke mentoring Ray. You know, you could have that parallel. Because also, Kylo Ren is so obsessed with Darth Vader, right? Right. Well, and, also, Han never really believed in the Force. So why is he coming back as a Force ghost? Well, he always said, "I trust a blaster by my side rather than one of those light swords." I think that's, that was. I quote. think that's an exact pull quote from the movie, but also in uh, the Force Awakens, he's like, "It's true, all of it." The Jedi, right? I'm okay. So he believes it, but like, mm-hmm. never practiced it. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't say he comes back as a Force ghost. Mm. You know, he doesn't have the traditional bluey, you know, outlines. Um, but I'll he, come back, but don't <laughs> put me in the glow. Yes, yeah, he was like uh, Samuel Jackson. Like, I want my lightsaber to be purple. You know, like <laughs> he was just like, no. I'm going to step on set. You're not going to get any fucking motion cap. He's like, Fuck look, that. I'm doing someone a favor, and that favor is going to cost them big time because uh, this helicopter fuel ain't cheap. Right. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to be here for one day and one day only. <laughs> one day only. Um, so fuck off. <laughs> right. No, it would have made more sense, though, because he's like he, Darth Vader went through the same uh, arc as Kylo Ren did. So for him to be like, look, I've been down this road. Here's what you need to do. Like, that would have meant so much more than just his dad going, you murdered me, but I forgive you. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's you're exactly right. Darth Vader went through the same thing. He went through the idea of turning to the dark side and, and doing all that sort of stuff. And to have, you know, Anakin, you know, show himself to him, too, after all this time and be like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Right. <laughs> like, you're a disappointment. Why? Are, well, it also would have I, probably called into question, too. It's like, why didn't Anakin show up sooner? You know, to be like, hey, True. don't do this. Hey, right. seriously, it's creepy that you have my helmet. Like, it's not cool. He's like, you don't jerk off into that, do you? 
<laughs> uh, it's it's full of all sorts of diseases. Like there was a respiratory system with a filter, but that thing. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, who really? Never, how often do you change your filters in in your house, your air filters, or in your car, for that matter? I my mean, nurse never changed my filter. She she stole from me and hurt me. I never trusted again after that. It wasn't really it wasn't really Obi Wan. It was it was my nurse. My my nurse turned me to the dark side. And then that's the crossover to the nurse ratchet world from Boy Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. <laughs> oh, guys, we're solving issues here. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it's serious. It's like, Wilson was like, I made this mistake once. I won't let my kin do the same. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Vader coming in saying, I see there's good in you. Absolutely. Because um, right. honestly, that would just add, again, it would re- it would redeem Vader even more that once once um even at, in death he can still come back and do good and be like hey right i'm not someone you should idolize like exactly, you don't understand yeah. who i was and you're and you're you know forgetting about it and wolfler says i wish for a scene of vader lecturing kylo about the dangers of sand <laughs> also by the way sand it's a pain in the ass literally and figuratively okay stay out of it Right. It's, it's coarse, it's rough, it gets everywhere. You know. <laughs> Once you get it in your space death ship, you can't get it out. Do you think it's that do you it. think my fil- my my filter got rid of that? It didn't. It still found a way through. You know, if you bite down and you get a little grain of sand in there, it's the goddamn worst. The worst. <laughs> the worst, I say. It ruined fish sandwiches for me. And honestly, I would have been okay with uh Christensen coming back. I would have been okay in that regard of like him showing up like as a cameo in that regard. I think that would have done a lot to kind of rectify what <laughs> in in Doug's mind to to bridge the the shitty gap of one, two, and three and seven, eight, nine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. I think that would have been I cool. I think it could have, it could have redeemed a little bit of both of both of those two trilogies. Yeah. They also say it would have given yet another layer to the title The Rise of Skywalker. Again, fully agree. Like if there could have been a little bit more of that sprinkled in, that mm. would have that would have I guess yeah, like uh that would have explained away or at least given a little validity to the title. Yeah, I just there was a lot uh, that that movie I watched it and then it was became so forgettable for me after that. I just I was f- so disappointed that I'm like whatever. I need my- to go watch it again because I know I defended the shit out of it, but like there's been so much vitriol against it. I need to go back and watch it again. Well, some again, a lot of that vitriol is a bunch of douchebags on the internet being like, I don't like women, you know, and just well, yeah. uh being asshats about it. But for me, it's just like the story was just lazy, in my opinion. Very lazy. And I feel like um there's so much more that could have been done. We could have taken more risks and um, you know. Could have got could have gotten more out, but you know it's it's done. It's it's I, I'm the same way. I'm like I've seen it pop up on Disney Plus. I'm like ah, maybe I should maybe I should uh, give it another shot real quick. Just do another pass. Um, right. But I don't know. There's a lot of times when I'm watching movies and I just get this feeling, and I think I've talked about this before, where I'm like and I can't quite articulate. But I sense a disturbance in the force, basically. I'm like, something's off here. Like, something yeah. happened, and, like, my brain's trying to, like, deal with the gap. I'll give you a perfect example. Natalie just started watching 
this show on Netflix called Camp Crustacean, which is apparently a kids show, animated show, that takes place uh, before, during, and after Jurassic World. The one with... Oh, yes. I've, I have... Ha- I, there's been relentless ads on Spotify free for yeah. this. Yeah. Um, Natalie just saw it on our vacation. was like, I want to watch it. I'm like, all right, I guess. I'm sitting there going like, Jurassic Park. I'm like, you sure? Like, this seems... Could be violent. Um, but the, the whole premise is these six teenagers, uh, either because they won a contest or they're just rich or they're famous, uh, they get to go to this camp for teenagers. Or because of a MacGuffin. Or a MacGuffin, who knows. Um, they get to go to Jurassic World in this camp for teens, um, and it is the most on-brand for Jurassic Park shit ever in which these kids are in such danger from the moment they set foot on the island. It is an absolute nightmare of, like, I'm sitting there, like, kind of half paying attention, but I'm looking around, I'm like, who's watching these kids? Like, the the very first night they're there, they sneak out of their place, and they go down to the dinosaur pens, and they think they're looking at something that's, like, not dangerous, but they're at the fucking raptor pen. And, like, this thing, like, lunges at them. I'm like, who the fuck is watching these kids? Like, who's who's doing this? do you have no history in this universe? Well, again, I'm sitting there because at one point it's like there's an Indominus Rex. And I remember seeing Jurassic World at one point. I'm like, I don't really remember everything. But I was like, wait, is this happening at the same time or afterwards? And I don't know. At one point they kind of showcase a scene that happens in the movie. I'm like, oh, my God, this is kind of cool in that regard. I was like, hey, from another perspective, this is playing out with these kids. But again, the kids are also incredibly lucky that they don't get eaten. Whereas you watch actual adults get killed in the show. Yeah. It's not like. You get to see them get torn apart, but they get eaten by dinosaurs. So the, so the kids are surviving. I would love to see the kids deal real world with one of their peers getting murdered by a dinosaur. I They are, again, it's a kid's show, um, so they kind of have to lay it, like really go with certain themes. But I'm like, um, these adults, they're watching adults get killed, man, and they're trying to get off the island on their own because they're separated from any other adults and the monsters are the dinosaurs are running wild and I'm like what the fuck maybe season 2 is just them they've escaped and now it's just following them in therapy as they deal with the horrors that they just found oh no justin they don't escape at the end of the first season everyone else gets off the island they don't they miss the boat literally and you know what they do they're like don't worry guys we can do this we can survive i'm like y'all fucked Yo, dead. I don't know how you're alive this long. Like, I want. Okay, so now what I want is season two to open up, just uh, with a sweeping shot across all the carcasses of these kids, right? Just being torn apart, like just like the bones being picked by like pterodactyls and stuff, and then a new wave of kids comes in, and we. Or what it is is story. There's three left, and the three of them are eating the remains of one of the kids because they ran out of food. Sure, yes. And then the three that are being eaten, they show up as force ghosts. There they go. Just yeah. going to tie it all together. Exactly. Um, but it's just, it's, it, it, I was just watching this being like, there are gaps in logic on this. And like, I get it. This is a kid's show. A I understand. Show. <laughs> I mean, I had the same problems with Jurassic World where I'm like, who in this universe would be like, sweet. Uh, you know, nothing ever bad with this ha- happened with this Jurassic Park brand at all. <laughs> I mean, the first park didn't even open, but the people that right. were there got murdered. Uh, D- 
dinosaurs got off of the mainland and made it into, I don't know, what was it, New York or some shit? I think it was L.A. or San L.A. One of the, doesn't matter. San Francisco, one of those San things. San Diego. We'll say San Diego. And then it's like, uh, they were still Roman free and a third one. I think there was a fourth one. I don't fucking know. It's like, you know what? Don't worry, guys. We're not even going to call it something different. We're just going to call it Jurassic World. And everything goes wrong. And I'm like, what? What? Who in the world's like, I want to go to this park. Sounds like a good idea. I was like, what? They figured it out. Ugh. Just that. And that was my biggest thing with that movie, too, was I was like, I, I don't buy for a second that anyone would be like, right. this is good. Well, let me like let me pose this to you. If in Disney World, if you know the Small World attraction or uh, any of the uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean, any of those, if the robots became sentient and they came crawling out of the out of the the ride and started murdering park guests and then made their way to the greater contiguous United States and finally got shut down, then Disney went sorry. Our Imagineers went back to the drawing board, and now we've got a foolproof plan. Would you go to that amusement park? Absolutely Precisely. not. Absolutely Precisely. not. I would not. Right you know, there. And you know I wouldn't do it, too. Like, I'm being I'm like, fuck that shit. All, right. all this goodwill that you have, Disney, is done. <laughs> exactly. We're done. Nope. So it doesn't matter how many times you reboot it and go, we've learned from our mistakes. Beg to differ. Yeah, I, I I mean, sure, dinosaurs are cool and all, but after the highly publicized failure of the first island, followed by the dinosaurs rampaging through some major city in the U.S., I think we could all agree that that ain't cool, man. Like, right. we're not doing that. Legislation needs to happen to shut this place down. Yeah. Like, Where it, are the legislators? Like, ah, it's in an island. We bought an island. You know, maritime right. law, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes. I love that. Jared's like, uh, what? Yeah. Disneyland is open during a pandemic. You are correct, sir. And yes, they opened. Americans would go as long as they didn't need to wear a mask. They, uh, yeah. Disney opened in July. In yeah. July they opened, which I was like, yikes. No, thank you. I mean, we have were, you, we were going to go in February originally. Yeah. For have Natalie's you birthday. seen the ads that they're running? No. They're horrifying. I've seen the ads that, they, that people this. have recut. Um, right. Well, <laughs> most of them you don't need to recut. They are that <laughs> terrifying by themselves. Even with, I think they might have a Christmas themed one out right now. And it is just fucking, I'm like, you, someone is sitting in a room making this commercial. No one else in that room is going, hey guys, tonally this feels off. Like no one's doing that. You guys need to hire some new people. I would like to think that i mean because this is where the really gross part of disney comes out when they're like we need money Come you know yeah. hold on let me get that let me get that right hold on hold Please. on hold on they go we need money. was that good spot on impression <laughs> <Michael>. <laughs> it's like okay um Okay, sorry. Uh, you know, I just, I, I'm like, you guys are fine. Stay closed. <laughs> like, yeah, you're gonna do just fine. I know there's, there's like, oh, but they provide jobs. I'm like, it's not worth it. That is not an essential right. place to be open right now. Not even it's a just little. Amusement parks. I'm sorry. I, as much as I would love to go, right now ain't the time, man. It's not the time. Well, I mean, 
Florida itself is opening up, opening up to a phase five opening as well as Indiana is opening up to a phase five opening. And again, is we've discussed this. Indiana is just the Florida of the Midwest. I mean, you can make that argument for a lot of states in the Midwest. I mean, to, to get that solid Indiana, I think is being kind of presumptuous, don't you think? Indiana's pretty much a trash pile. Let's just call it what it is. I mean, you got Missouri. I mean, Missouri, you know, is is a pretty big pile of dino doo doo. You know, that's true. Yeah. I mean, the governor of Missouri has COVID right now because he doesn't believe face masks. So, yeah, well, most of Indiana's about to get COVID. <laughs> All right, so here's the thing. If we have to do a throwdown between these two states as to which one is the worst, oh, I mean... Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Etoy would agree with me, first off. All right, Jared. Etoy would 100% agree. You don't well, live in Indiana and not realize what you're living in. Here's what I'll say. They're both very racist, but Indiana, I think, has one of the highest concentrations of KKK members in the U.S., so... Indiana does? Yeah. That's, that could just be total hearsay, but I heard that for a long time. It's like, yo, watch out for Indiana, man. Right. KKK is there in, in force. I'm so. getting a lot of backing on the, on, the, on, the, on the thing for Indiana. A lot of people are hating on Indiana right now. Maka 68 is like, I concur on Indiana. It's like, look, man, there's there's a lot of, I mean. Slotty, yeah, Slotty said, I lived on the border with Indiana for many years and can attest, it's garbage. <laughs> Yeah, they yeah. Uh, the, oh they have one now. For anyone living in Indiana who is Marcus in says it's true. <laughs> it's true. I look, we love you as individuals, but yeah. you you have to admit your state your state is troubling. <laughs> That's a very and I will admit nice that our state. Illinois is very corrupt. Yes. I'm 100% willing to admit that as long as you can admit that your state is very troubling. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, <laughs> it's making enemies on my, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. Uh. Welcome to the throwdown. God, I missed that so much. Right. Oh my ah, God. Felt good to do it. Just felt good to do it. It did. Okay. So. Today's throwdown. We're going. We're going. Uh, <laughs> Where are we going? <laughs> we're going overseas for this one, Doug. Oh. Oh yeah. Today's throwdown is Shang Chi versus Iron Fist. Interesting. The kids like it. This is for the kids. All right, Justin. So, break Iron down. Fist. Break down Shang Chi for me. Yes, Shang-Chi has a new uh, show coming out, movie, movie coming out called The Ten Rings with Shang-Chi. <laughs> it's a jewelry show, you know? Right. How to forge ten rings for with Shang-Chi. Toe rings. It's ca the movie is called Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. That's what I said. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So powers and abilities. Uh, this guy... Look, he knows some kung fu, okay? I'm going to put that out there. He's from Earth 616. Uh, <clears throat> where are we at here? <laughs> Hold on. There we go. Wait. 
Wolfsor says Iron Fist in the comics is just one punch man. Well, sir, say this much. According to Marvel.fandom.com, Shang-Chi... What do you even find his fucking... Oh, powers and abilities. Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> um, they say he is a master martial artist. One of the greatest martial artists on Earth, having been trained possibly since birth become to become the ultimate warrior. Yes, and he is also one of the only ones who can hold their own with a god against against a god without the use of magic. Yep, and he is great strength, and Chi allows him to strike with inhuman force, enabling him to break through barriers such as brick, concrete, and iron, and withstand impacts almost to a superhuman degree and ease all forms of pain and discomfort. Shang, He's according to this site has stalemated Iron Fist in single combat with the two martial artists portrayed as equals, while Black Panther stated Shang-Chi is, is better than Rand. Uh, that's, that's some tough shit right there. That is some tough shit. Um, I will say, too, that uh, he is able to dodge bullets from machine guns and sniper rifles, and he's got uh, Wonder Woman-style bracelets that he can deflect gunshots. With. He's also a patient fisher, highly skilled fisherman. Right. And if you've ever seen someone stand in a river and fly fish, you have asked yourself, why? <laughs> All right, Doug, break down Iron Fist for us. All right. So Danny Rand, also from Earth 616. Uh, Can you use his Christian name, please? He was the son of a businessman. Daniel Rand. <laughs> Daniel Rand. Um. The only Obviously, that could ever reach me. What's the what son of Daniel Rand? Was the son of a businessman? Uh, very similar stats here, as far as like you know, fighting skills, chi augmentation, his iron fist punch. Well, I'm sorry. Hold on. His education is the high school equivalent of kung la. <laughs> Wait, kung, what? Kun Luna? Lu, where's he from? Kun Lun. Kun Lun. It says education, high school equivalent of Kung Lun. What's that mean? I don't know. I don't think he graduated high school. <laughs> I don't think he graduated Kung Lun. <laughs> I don't, my, I've dipped on this guy. Hold on. What I love most about this article about him is almost everything about his abilities as citation needed. <laughs> <laughs> I think that show really hurt him, man. I like really his, do. His iron fist punch, it's like citation needed, citation needed, citation needed, citation needed. <laughs> but according to this citation needed thing, uh, he can summon his chi and focus it into his hand. He can draw upon the superhuman energy derived from the heart of the mystic serpent Shao Lao. Make his fist inhumanly powerful as well as a superhumanly resistant to injury and pain on a superhuman scale. Um... With his fist in the state, he can shatter wood and brick, rip through steel, and punch his opponents with extraordinary concussive force without sustaining injury to himself. It was rendered uh, incredibly durable. Humans such as Colossus, unconscious, shatter Scorpion's tail, destroy the Thunderball's uh, ball and chain, as well as punch through Chi Lin, uh, who was barely affected by punches to the head of Luke Cage. All these, citation needed. <laughs> he apparently was strong enough to bring down a hammer helicarrier with one strike also destroyed a nuclear train with one punch and uh, but the act of summoning this uh, mentally drains him after long periods of use followed by however that is no longer the case 
Citation um, needed for both. <laughs> citation needed for both. Well, so the, they're both masters of chi, basically, because yeah. that's where his Iron Fist comes from. And Shang-Chi, it's in his name. So they're both masters of chi. Mm-hmm. Um, he, knocked, he also knocked out a drunken Hercules. This is why when you like you hear about this shit and they're like, hey, we're making a movie about this. You're like, how are you going to do this? Because the comics are bad shit. Right. Exactly. Yes. Taking down Black Panther while wearing his vibranium suit. That's interesting. Uh, that's a that's definitely interesting. Uh, taking down a shield helicarrier with a single punch, focus Chi inward to heal himself, outward to injure others. But Shang Chi can also focus his energy to heal. Correct. Uh, possibly. He's also well. Yeah, he's able. Shang Chi's able to uh, tune. He's very in tune with Chi, emitted by all living beings, to the point where he is able to detect a uh, sonically masked or a psionically masked Jean Grey by sensing her energy. Hmm. So I would say that kind of gives him a if he's in tune not only with his own chi, but with every uh, the chi of every other living being. Uh, well, I, this... shit, Danny. Here, the thing is though, Danny Rand said he can focus his chi inward to heal himself or outward to injure other or to heal others, as well as to give him helps himself psychic senses and to telepathically fuse his consciousness with another person. They both have nervous system control, enabling to deaden themselves to pain, but not during a fight for mm. for Iron Fist, as it takes a lot of concentration. Mm. Or it seems like Shang-Chi can. He can f- enable him to deaden his body to physical pain, resist the effects of drugs or poisons, even slow his bleeding rate. And um, it does say that Iron Fist... Uh, has held his own against Wolverine, Captain America. He's had victories over Gorgon, Sabretooth, Batroc, Black Dragon, Black Panther, Nightshade, Spider-Man, Daredevil, Colossus, and Nightcrawler. Yes, but some of Shang-Chi's most prominent students and sparring partners have included Captain America, Spider-Man, and Wolverine. So mm. he taught them. Danny Rand was able to stand against them and mm-hmm. hold his own. Yeah. I just feel like again, the thing that always goes back for me is that he was able to hold his own against a god without using magic. Yeah. That speaks volumes to me. Well, it seems to me that there's just a little bit of an edge with Shang-Chi. Just a, yeah. a, a bit of, I mean, it would be an amazing fight. Like, it'd probably be one of the best like action sequences you've ever seen watching these two go at it. Oh, yeah. Um, with their different abilities and, and things like that. It'd be interesting to see how it would go. And I think it would be pretty close for the most part, but I feel like Shang-Chi just has a slight advantage in some areas. Yeah. That is, in a, in a fight like that, the slightest advantage could be the tipping point on who wins. I think it would be quite amazing. So, But wait a second, there are... Has, can Shang-Chi reproduce himself? I mean, there is a... Uh, um, by successfully communicating with the origin bomb site in Kobe, Japan, Shang-Chi turned the site to his advantage and replicated himself. Dozens of Shang-Chi copies spawned from the origin bomb site, each with his mind and skills. It's unclear if a finite number of Shang-Chi duplicates have been produced or if Shang-Chi can continue producing new copies on command. Well, that is also... Uh, bit of advantage <laughs> like if you can yeah 
That's like Doctor Strange doing the whole thing where he surrounds you with uh, copies yeah. of himself and shit. Yeah. I don't know. I got to say, man, based off of what I'm reading here, I feel like Shang-Chi wins this shit. I think Again, he does. It would be an amazing thing and to, to be Black Panther sitting back going, this is a good fight. Yeah, right? Just, yeah. just watching like Captain America and Black Panther just being like, uh, yeah, we should just stay out of this. <laughs> I'm going to go get some shawarma if you're cool with that. Yeah. yeah. Like, should we so just are, should we take notes? <laughs> yeah. Are we saying Shang-Chi for the win? I think so. Shang-Chi for the win! <laughs> Ta-da! Yeah, guys, yeah. that's awesome. I'm now very excited to see this movie because I knew nothing about the character until this throwdown. So yeah, I I'm curious to see what they end up doing with the Ten Rings because yeah. originally it was sort of like they hinted at it in the first Iron Man movie and Iron Man three. Obviously, they did whatever they decided to do with the Mandarin, but then they had that one shot um, afterwards, like in one of the. Um, bonus features on a dvd where they said that the mandarin really was real and the 10 rings were a big deal um so i, don't I that. you don't remember that it was, was an that, amazing was it, it was a bonus on a dvd or an after they did season. like a series of one shots oh with, right i never watched those actually really uh, the only one i've ever oh. seen is a strange thing happened on the way to thor's hammer that's the only one i've ever seen that one was good there was another one where they talked about the end credit sequence at uh for incredible hulk Okay. where uh, Stark goes to talk to uh, General Thunderbolt. Yeah. And because um, that whole thing seemed weird where he's like, we're putting a team together. They right. give you more context to that in that when they captured Abomination, they were actually going to use, the Abomination was going to be on the team with Avengers. Like Thunderbolt wanted to use him, but everyone was like, he's too much of a liability. So they send Stark in there to basically say, I want him. We put a team together and Thunderbolt basically changes Thunderbolt's mind because Stark was being an asshole. So, but that was a whole okay. part of their manipulation, which is really, really cool. Hmm. Um, and of course, there was this other one, which was amazing, where this guy goes in to interview Ben Kingsley's, you know, character about the Mandarin. And it takes a really interesting turn at the end of it where you're like, oh shit. Um, this is pretty intense. But what I hated about it at the same time was I'm like, you guys just walked back the shit show that was Iron Man 3. <laughs> right. You just walked back and like, yeah, it didn't play very well. So we'll just say that. Oh, the Mandarin really That's is real. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not Guy Pierce. It's actually a real thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exterminate. 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 The story no longer exists. Yeah. If you get a chance, yeah. uh, you can probably find it on YouTube. You should check it out. It's like a 10 minute I short. I definitely will be looking at that. Yeah, it's really well done. It's really cool. Anywho, yeah. let's talk about our recommendations for this week. What you got mm -hmm. there? So I am going to strongly recommend, uh, even if you have to just do the uh, the free seven-day trial for it, Ted Lasso on Apple TV. It's Jason Sudeikis. He plays a soccer. Uh, he plays an American college football coach who gets hired to go coach um, pro league soccer in the UK. And it is hysterical and shockingly heartfelt. Um, hmm. I, it's, I would put it on the same level, a similar level. I'll say this as Schitt's Creek in that. Uh, good continues to win in this. And it's hmm. just one of those that you watch and you're like, Oh, there's like people who kind of rib each other, but it's nice to it's nice to see a, a a a show that it's not like I'm currently watching Veep as well, and they are just 
incredibly shitty to each other. And it, after a while, it gets a little hard to watch because I'm like, I just, I'm tired of people being mean to each other, you know? Yeah. Something that's great about Shit's Creek is that everyone is just kind of accepting of each other. And in this, like, there's just, it good continues to win, but in a really funny way. Uh, so I would strongly check out Ted Lasso. It's 10 episodes. The last episode drops this Friday, and you'll be able to binge all of them then. Um, something I did learn is that seven years ago, this started when NBC Sports uh, was was doing the Premier League. Uh, uh, they were starting to air the Premier League soccer, um, and they created this character as a promotional device for it. Interesting. And and he was he so Jason Sudeikis played Ted Lasso in a couple commercials or shorts, and then they took it and they developed it over seven hmm. years and made a fucking show out of it, and it's really good. That's pretty cool. And then. Uh, this morning, I, I instead of turning on the news, I watched The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, and I fucking love that movie. I <laughs> it, it caught some flack, and it only has like fifty one percent in Rotten Tomatoes. But fuck Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, that movie is is I feel like currently sits comfortably in my top twenty. It's a wonderfully beautiful movie. That's awesome. And Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck, Jesus Christ, Ben Stiller did an amazing job behind the camera and in front of the camera. That's awesome because he really directed cool. that one as well. So, Doug, what do you got? I'm currently juggling three shows, but I don't want to weigh in on them until their first season is done. But I am watching uh, Raised by Wolves. I'm watching okay. Lovecraft Country, and I'm currently watching The Boys season two. So interesting. I'll be very curious to get your take on those. Yeah. So I, I started The Boys as well. I want to finish this because that's. I mean, it's kind of nice not binging. But it also sucks at the same time. But honestly, like, I couldn't binge it all anyway. Like, I just don't have time. Like, I've been watching yeah. this one episode I'm on with the boys right now. I've watched over three and a half days so far. Just because I get snippets <laughs> of time where I'm like, all right, we'll watch it for this amount of time. And then I move on to something. Like, because I have to go do something. Right. So right. it's probably best that it's not all available because everyone will be like, did you see? I'm like, no, I haven't seen it all yet. So now I can actually catch up. I was doing that a lot last week on my vacation, too. It was just, like, getting up and watching getting caught up on stuff but uh i will weigh on the in on those once those the season is done but Fair the enough. big thing i want to recommend is this band called hot mulligan which by the way amazing name for a band sure sounds gross and awesome and they have an album they released earlier this year called you'll be fine and i kind of found their web or their music video on youtube on a whim just a couple weeks ago uh called uh, equip sunglasses and it is a great song, and the whole album is phenomenal. It reminds me a lot of The Wonder Years. reminds me a little bit of Tiny Moving Parts. Um, okay. It's really good. Um, I've been listening to it nonstop, and um, I'll probably be playing it. I've been playing it as the intro before, as we're starting the stream, uh, and I'll probably play it again on our outro. Uh, so if you guys want to hang around on Twitch, you guys can get a little bit of uh, a snippet of it um and if you're yep. listening if you're listening go check them out on youtube or anywhere else you find your stuff but you can check them out it's such a great great album great band i'm, I'm a huge fan of them so Woo, we did it another Woo. one in the can motherfuckers uh in the can, motherfucker. so just as a reminder gang um follow us on all our social medias we're at mind get podcast on your twitters 
on your Instagrams, on your Facebooks. You can catch all of our highlights and full episodes on our YouTube channel, as well as any additional content from our video game streams or any other video projects that we're, we're doing, such as Justin Plays Video Games and things of that nature. Um, and don't forget to hang out with us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. We obviously stream when we record these episodes on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. And then also Saturday nights at 8 p.m. We do our video game live stream where this Saturday we're doing Left 4 Dead 2. We're going to get that zombie action on. It's going to be hot. It's going to be bothered. And we're going to be go hunting for some... So be sure to tune in and check that out Saturday, 8 p.m. Central Time, Left 4 Dead 2. We're going to have a blast. And don't forget to follow Justin online as well. On Instagram and Twitter, it's at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on Spotify, on Apple Podcast, on Stitcher, on Google Podcast, on Dav- Davlik. Was that it? Spotify. That did too? I, did, did I get, get it? it? <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> All the places where you can find and yeah, oh sorry. Dalvik. Yes, if you're in India, check us out on Dalvik. Uh all the places you can find and consume the podcast. Um Subscribe, share, like, rate, review, all those things. Sharing is the big one. Just copy that link, share it out. Let everyone know that you think that they should be listening to this podcast too. That goes such a long way. And you can also check us out on twoeastaith.com slash mindgap. And then just keep an eye out on all of Two East Eighth's stuff. Um, we are very, very close to Sid Penrose. I think we're a lot. Color correction is done. VFX is in its last little tweak, and I think audio might be done. So, I mean, it is my my promise to have this done before the end of the year. I'm going to make good on that, so you're welcome. Uh, and then next week, we should be jumping into uh, the string of guests from the special secret quarantine web series that oh. uh, Two East Eighth is doing in conjunction with Smoose Entertainment. And uh, each week, each Friday, we'll be releasing a new episode. And the week leading up to that, we'll have the guest on uh, the podcast. And then you'll hear them, see them live on Tuesday, hear them on Thursday, and then you'll get to see the episode on Friday. So that should be fun stuff. It's very exciting. Also, yeah. yes, as a reminder, our very own Wolfslore has created a specific Twitter account to talk yes. about the Mind Gap throwdowns. Oh he my is, god, this this was such a fucking treat when I found this out is, this is a thing. It's so it's so cool. I feel like a dipshit because uh, I don't remember what the handle is off the top of my head. I've seen it. Uh, where are you? Throw it in there, Wolf. I know you're in there, man. What is it? MG. Uh, MGP throwdowns at MGP as in Paul throwdowns. Or some um, podcast. So yes, it's it's like at MGP yeah. like Mind Gap podcast. Yeah, throwdowns, and he's essentially taking the time to go through some of our previous episodes and put together the throwdowns and do some research to decide whether or not we were wrong or right, or if we were a split decision. He's gonna help weigh in. Right. on what was going on. He already gave me a nice little tidbit of how we were arguing, just and I, between She-Hulk versus Wonder Woman. He gave me some very insightful reasons as to why I was wrong in that particular episode. So uh, be sure to check out that and follow that. It's it's going to be fun. I'm sure we will still have opinions. The best part is, just and I don't remember some of that stuff that far no, back. not at all. 
So it'll be really fun to see. The thing that we might do, too, I think it'd be fun is if we can get Slotty to or, or someone to pull, maybe even Wolfslord to pull one of those. You and I don't go back and remember who we picked and we do a throw down, a throw down redux and we revisit it and we just and we see if we argue the same points or if you uh, are such idiots that we just like, no, no, this other person by a long shot. Dude, I have no doubt that will happen i have no <laughs> doubt that will happen and that will be so much fun it was like the yeah. great uh uh time um zone debate where you and i were so adamantly arguing and then we came back to we were like what were our points again we what? were very staunchly <laughs> opposed on either sides right. we can't remember what it was but yeah that would be really fun yeah. so there was one throwdown that we randomly came across that uh we i know we've done we've we've gone through painstaking uh we, we really haven't we've just really <laughs> hoped we We've tried not to repeat any of them, but there's one that we definitely repeated at least once, if not twice, accidentally. And we went through it the other day. <laughs> we randomly came across. I was doing some searches. I'm like, fuck, we've done this a couple of times. I have not gone back and listened to who we chose as the winner. I'm very curious to go back and see if we randomly chose the same winner both times. So yeah. anyway. uh, when Wolf's Floor gets to it, I'm sure he'll let us know. He'll be like, hey, dum-dums. Yeah, um, you're idiots. Anyway, uh, I really want to say thank you to everyone for hanging out with us. This is always a treat. It's the highlight of my week. Um, so, you know, from the bottom of my heart, um, I just want to say uh, thank you to you, Justin. Doug, I want to say to you, thank you very, very much. And I want to say uh, to, to Slotty. Uh, fuck me, Slotty. That's yeah. a special message from Jared. Yes, um, which is always good because everyone needs to know. You know. Fuck me, Slotty! You know, it's... Your impression game is just bar none. It's, it's on there. And Wolfslord, thank you for setting up this uh, Twitter account. We're going to have a lot of fun. And to everyone on Twitch, mighty heartfelt thank you. And to the listeners who were there from the start, thank you so, so much. And to everyone that's new and people that haven't found us yet, but maybe find us in the future, thank you as well. And to my acupuncturist, thank you. Oh, to my plantar fasciitis, fuck you. And you all have a dandy fucking week. Mind Gap Podcast.